Hello and welcome to another edition of the UK Law Weekly Podcast with me, your host, Marcus Cleaver. This week we're going to be looking at the case of Zitvit Limited and Commissioners for HMRC. The citation for this case is 2022 UKSC 12. And this week we have another tax case, but fortunately this one is pretty simple and straightforward. Zipvit offered vitamins and minerals to customers via mail order using a bespoke service provided by the Royal Mail. For a long time, it was assumed by Zipvit, the Royal Mail and even HMRC that as a service provided by the Royal Mail, it was exempt from VAT under EU law. As a result, the invoices sent out by Royal Mail to Zipbit contained no sum attributable to VAT, and Royal Mail did not account to HMRC for VAT either. However, this all changed in 2009, when in the case of the Crown on the application of TNT Post UK Limited and Revenue and Customs Commissioners, the Court of Justice of the European Union decided that the VAT exemption for postal services under the VAT Directive, only actually applied when the Royal Mail was acting as a public postal service, not when the supply of services was on terms that had been individually negotiated. This decision also meant that the service provided to Zipbit should have been charged VAT as well. The interesting legal point here is that where VAT is charged, that person is able to reclaim it as input VAT, in relation to services that it provides to others. In other words, if Zipfit had been charged VAT by Royal Mail, then they could have reclaimed that sum as input VAT on the services provided to customers. Zipfit used this principle and the decision in TNT Post to argue that the sums it had paid Royal Mail over the years should be treated as if they did include VAT and so they made a claim against HMRC for the repayment of input VAT for a sum totalling nearly half a million pounds plus interest. Obviously HMRC rejected this claim on the basis that Zipbit hadn't been paying VAT, so they should not now be allowed to claim input VAT after all this time. The case went to court and Zipbit's appeal against HMRC's decision was rejected in the first tier tribunal, the upper tribunal, and the Court of Appeal, so they appealed to the Supreme Court, which is where we pick things up. These proceedings actually first appeared before the Supreme Court back in 2020, but it was decided that a reference should be made to the Court of Justice of the European Union to get answers on a couple of issues. Firstly, was Zipvit allowed to deduct input VAT from the amount that it had paid to Royal Mail, on the basis that VAT had been, quote, due or paid, end quote, within the meaning of Article 168A of the VAT Directive. Secondly, if Zipvit did have a right to make a deduction, then were there any other conditions that needed to be fulfilled before a claim could be made, such as evidence of VAT having actually been paid? In January of this year, the Court of Justice provided an answer to these questions, and the Supreme Court was able to determine the appeal. On the first issue, the European Court held that Zipvit was not entitled to deduct an amount for VAT for which it had not actually been charged, and which had therefore not been charged to the end consumer. As a result, the VAT could not be said to have been paid within the meaning of Article 168A of the Directive. 
Furthermore, VAT could also not be said to be due under the directive either because no request for payment of VAT had been sent to Zipbit by Royal Mail. Because of this decision on the first issue, it was not necessary to answer the second question. However, before we finish, Zipbit did also raise another issue that did not pertain to EU law. They argued that under domestic legislation, HMRC had a discretion under Regulation 29.2 of the VAT Regulations 1995 to accept other evidence of payment of VAT. This discretion should have been exercised in Zipbit's favour. At the first tier tribunal, it was decided on this point that whilst HMRC had not considered whether or not to exercise its discretion, if it had done so, then it would have most certainly decided not to accept Zipbit's claim. The Supreme Court agreed with this assessment and noted that there are no circumstances in which it would be appropriate to use public money to give Zipbit an unmerited windfall where it had not even been charged VAT. Overall, I think that this is pretty clearly the correct decision. Zipvit were trying to take advantage of the previous judgment in TNT Post, but the argument never really had any legs. The company had never really paid any VAT at all, and so it was not right for it to be able to claim some other sort of rebate on what was essentially pretend VAT. Furthermore, while the cost of the taxpayer in this case was going to be around half a million pounds, this was a test case, and if it had been successful, the total cost of the public revenue would have ended up at somewhere between 500 million and a billion pounds because of other claims from companies in a similar position to Zipbit. Clearly, it was just not feasible to pay that much compensation on such spurious grounds. The other thing worth saying is that although this case first came before the Supreme Court in 2020, it was still able to make a reference to the Court of Justice of the European Union because the UK was still in the transitional period following Brexit. If the same case came before the Supreme Court today, then it would not have the same ability to make a reference. In these proceedings, it probably wouldn't have made much of a difference, because Zipbit's arguments was not very convincing from the off, but this does highlight the expertise that is lost following Brexit. Well, thank you very much for tuning into this podcast, and thanks as ever to bensound.com, who provide the theme music. A quick reminder before we go that if you would like to support the podcast and help to keep it ad-free, then you can subscribe to my newsletter and earn yourself some nice perks including more content from me each week and a free ebook on how to answer essay questions on a law degree. If that sounds like something you are interested in, then check out the link in the description to this podcast episode. Anyway, I'll be back with another episode next week, but for now, bye!